Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I have in the studio with me today a high school friend, actually, Mrs. Mia Moore. Mia Moore is a cosmetologist, a makeup pro, and an image operations consultant. Did I get all your titles right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mia. Thank you. So I always start the show off with a personal story about how I know the person, if I actually know them. And Mia and I went to high school together. And it's funny because the personal story I have, like I knew um, one of Mia's closest friends, Latia. I've known her for like a while and then I remember like meeting her and then she introduced me to Mia and I'm like you guys are so like perfect together and ironically today in the studio she brought Latia with her so it's kind of like a full circle thing it's, it's really cool uh welcome to the show thank you Dex so first and foremost how did you get into the business of like makeup like how did this start for you makeup and cosmetology and beauty and the whole thing mm-hmm. um it started when I started modeling actually um started modeling in high school I want to say that was the sophomore year. So, um, I don't know if you remember Miss James. Yes, I remember the shows too. <laughs> yes, the fashion shows. We did our little committees and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like head of the committee and yep. stuff like that. So, I got really involved in the modeling aspect of it. And then when modeling actually didn't work out for me, I turned to behind the scenes of my of that industry right you know guys in high school mia was like the marilyn monroe of our high school remember remember your prom dress it was like a white dress mm-hmm. and you had like the marilyn monroe like hair <laughs> yes she she from the first day i met her she was always very into like fashion and very kind of like like probably one of the best dressed people in the school i would say oh i think very very <laughs> different even today she has like a, a mink coat on <laughs> you see this coat <laughs> now what in your, your your background led you to this this industry? Like besides like so I know you started with the fashion shows and everything like that, but before that, like what were you doing? Oh, it had nothing to do with beauty whatsoever. Tomboy, interested in sports. Really? Yes. Um, law and all that other stuff, but it had nothing to do with beauty. Like modeling was really the starting point of all of that. And what made you get do the modeling? Miss James. <laughs> She caught me in the hallway on my way to my next period. Mm -hmm. Has anybody ever told you you should be a model? I'm like, no. (laughs) Crazy lady chasing me down the hallway. (laughs) But and you're super tall, so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Slender, like you, you're like you have the shape of like a model, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dex. Why why do you think modeling didn't work out? Um, as far as the standards at that time, which the standards of beauty is changing rapidly mm-hmm. like for the last what three years about four years um i just didn't have the shape for that time they wanted you to be a lot slimmer i went down to a size two i lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. and it just still wasn't enough for them they're like oh you still have a lot of hips my hips not going nowhere yeah. so it's like <laughs> look a size two you can't have me then i can't have you i need to find something else now with that being said how do you feel now when you see girls who are size six, size eight, or plus size models, and they're out there and they're doing their thing. Like, how does that, how do you feel about that? I'm happy for them. Okay. You know, I'm happy for them right now. I can't really get into that industry right now because I'm a little old for it. Like, the modeling industry is starting from, like, 13 years old and, you know, into, like, 20s. Once you pass 21, you're old in the game. Wow. That's how it is with modeling. But since everything in the standards of beauty is changing, 
you got 50 year old models you mm-hmm. got 80 year old models um Betty Winkle, I don't know if you're familiar with her on Instagram, an Not older quite. lady. She's like 97 she, or something. Is she like white, like a white lady? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. She be wearing like all the fashion yes, over clothes. Yes. Oh my God. So it's like so much stuff is changing right now. If I wanted to jump back into it, I think I could. Would you be interested in doing that? I mean, it's taking a little serious turn into it because everyone is like asking me to do gigs. That's so, good. Yeah. That's good. And then you have those connections because you're doing the behind the scenes stuff with them. So like... Yes. It kind of does make sense. It does like marry each other, and mm-hmm. I could see you doing that, honestly. <laughs> now, after high school, I do remember you were in Penn State. Yes. What were, what were you studying there? Child business, and then I okay. went to business law. The only reason I asked because I was like, usually, like with careers and professions like this, like modeling and like cosmetology, you don't necessarily need that standard like college education. Right. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because a lot of people who I hope will hear this show, they want to do that. They want to get into modeling. They want to get into cosmetology mm-hmm. and makeup. What would you say to them as far as like their educational track that they need to go on? Well, it all depends on like if you want to own your own business, like I plan to own a business. So I did want to have like a business background and stuff like that and know like the ins and out of the industry when it comes to the law point of it mm-hmm. and, you know, um, copywriting and all of the good so stuff. That's your background interest now coming back. Like the, the stuff that you wanted to do before right. modeling comes back and it like benefits you like mm-hmm. full circle. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> now, when you decided that, you know what, like I'm not going to do the modeling, I'm going to do the makeup and the hair and everything like that. How was that transition for you? It was a rocky road. <laughs> it was so unsure. And it's like I usually get thrown into situations. Like I have um, relatives that are looking to get into the industry, starting lash companies and like hair businesses mm-hmm. and clothing lines. So I'm always the go-to person. Yeah. Always. Someone's always calling me and asking me for my advice. And I'll always sit on the phone with them for hours, giving them all this advice. So... I'm always the go-to girl. That makes sense because you, you're one of your many jobs is you, that you're an image operations consultant. Mm-hmm. What is that? Aside from like maybe like family members or friends talking to you, what else does that entail? Um, basically, like photo shoots. It's strange because I also do photography, and I'm getting into like the whole editing world. I too. love editing is the worst though. I like it. You like editing? Yeah, ain't it funny? I literally almost <laughs> dropped out of college because I didn't want to do editing. Like, there was like an editing class, and they were like, you got to do it or you're not going to pass. And I'm like, well, you know, I, really, I don't need this at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most tedious thing, but I guess if you're... I guess if you're into doing makeup and you're into doing hair, like that's not tedious, but that's like you got to be really precise about stuff. Right. So I guess that does make sense that you would like the mundaneness of <laughs> editing because it is it is a headache to do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. It takes a while, it's time consuming, but I actually do like it. It's all right. Like, I can catch certain things thanks to Tia, mm-hmm. my bestie over there. Um, she she got me paying attention to detail yes. when we were, like, what, like 18. She's like, Mia, the background. Or, like, she's the one picking out, like, a piece of lint on your shirt if it's black. Oh, no, girl, it's a piece of lint right there. So it's like, I really pay attention to detail due to that. Cause yeah. If, I, I wouldn't have been paying attention there if she not told me that years ago. Wow. And you know what's funny, too, when you say, like, paying attention to details is because 
say you miss something like as like the stylist or as like the person who's doing the hair, Mm -hmm. the person that you're doing that service for, they're going to pick it up right away. Mm -hmm. Like if you show someone like their hair, like I know with my barber, if he he gives me that mirror at the end of like the session and I'm like, you didn't cut the beard down the way I wanted (laughs) it to. You know what I mean? And those like little details that that says a lot about you Mm -hmm. as a stylist, because if you don't if you don't pay attention to it, it's kind of one of those things like your clients will. And then they won't come back to you because it's like you're not paying attention to those little things. Because mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I've I've gotten rid of like multiple barbers because they don't like listen and mm-hmm. they don't. It's kind of sometimes like I feel like I shouldn't have to tell you certain things like you should just sort of know. Mm-hmm. OK. Now, another thing that I like to do on this show a lot is to talk to people about mentorships, like and what they want to do for like or what they can do for other people. And as far as like styling and consulting and everything like that, do you feel like you're in competition? Because Philly's a really big city for that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. everybody's doing it. Everybody's like considering themselves a stylist. Everybody right. has their T-shirt lines. Right. Everybody's like a makeup artist. Everybody is 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 the the next big thing. Right. How do you balance that? Like how do you still try to be yourself and mentor other people, but also like show like I I know what I'm doing here too. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just showcase that with my professionalism and there's not a competition with me. I feel like it's a lot of money to, you know, get got mm-hmm. like, what's the problem? There's it's no reason for any competition. There's no reason for all the cattiness that does go on in the industry. I just try to block that out because I know that it is like that here. Yeah. And, um, like it used to get the best of me until, you know, get a little older, you get, you're tired of that. People, they don't want to help you out. Like, everything that I do, I literally taught myself because somebody was afraid I'm going to take their spot. Wow. But guess what? I'm going to take your spot anyway <laughs> because my professionalism is at a bean. It's at 100, you know? And I'm really attentive. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, like, a lot of good relationships and build rapport with people because I'm a genuine person. So mm-hmm. if you're just out here for the money... People are going to catch on to that. Quickly. They may catch on 20 years later, yeah. but they will catch on to it. So it's not a competition. Now, when you first started this, which is probably like a couple years ago, mm-hmm. like there was this camaraderie, camaraderie around amongst women wasn't like a big thing. Mm-hmm. And now I think there's like this push. And I see you do it a lot, like a push with like empowering other women mm-hmm. and being there for other women. Do you think that that has benefited you in the long run? Yes, and I've been a like a feminist for a really long time. So there's nothing against men or anything like that because actually men are like the bulk of my um my interaction mm-hmm. on social media and stuff like that. But I get to talk to them and tell them, hey, your girl, tell her come to me. She want a makeup <laughs> done, she want a hair done. She need to be styled up for a photo shoot or something like that. But because it's still catty like that. It's still women that don't particularly like me or Because of whatever. what you're doing. I don't know. You know, I, I really don't know because I think I'm a likable person. They might not like how stern I am or maybe I don't know. How do you deal with it? With that? Yeah, because like women, like they're your clientele. Mm-hmm. So if there are women who don't, for whatever reason, like you and they won't come to you, mm-hmm. like how do you how do you balance that? Like how do you how do you fix that? Um, either we can have a cup of tea and talk about it or. Just keep it pushing mm-hmm. because, like I said, there's so much money that could be earned in this industry. I don't need a hater's money. If you don't like me, you can go ahead and yeah. keep that energy. I'm going to keep this positive energy flowing and just keep it going. 
The reason I want to ask that is because a lot of men and women who want to get into this industry, like they're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this generation that's coming up behind us, they're not the best with dealing with criticism. Right. And criticism, like constructive criticism is one thing, but mm-hmm. like these days people will just criticize you just because. Like yes. it's not even, there's no merit behind it. They just do it. And so many people can't handle that. Right. How did you handle that? Or how do you, like when you were coming up and people were saying like, no, you can't do this. And no, like mm-hmm. we're not going to help you with this. Like aside from teaching yourself, which is like, I think amazing because a lot of people can't do that. How did you like get around that? Um, and it started off rough, like emotionally, like I would like I'm a tough girl, but sometimes I had my breakdown moments. I'm crying, you know, I don't know which way to go or like who's going to help me, who wants to talk to me about, you know, my next endeavor, like something. I ain't really have a lot of that. Like I could actually go to my parents, but they really don't know what to do to start your own business. They don't know a lot of that stuff because they didn't. They didn't dream big. Mm-hmm. That's not the generation that dreamed big and actually went out and did that stuff. I'm they so glad the, you said that. Yeah, those are the people that went out and worked because their parents said, do this, do this, do this. So we're the dreamers and we actually are the doers too. So for the younger generation, just keep working. Mm-hmm. Don't let nothing stop you. Like a few tears is going to come your way. We only human. But don't let that stop you neither. Work through the tears. Now, you mentioned your parents, and I see on Instagram, you and your mom have probably one of the best relationships I've ever seen with a mother and a daughter. You guys do, like, skating together. I I remember we hung out once for a New Year's Eve party, and your mom was there, too. Uh, yeah, my mother was there. Yeah, so, like, how has that relationship, like, blossomed with you uh, doing, the like, the fashion and the beauty and everything? Did she benefit from it? Oh, yeah. What? I've been styling my mom since I was nine years old. Okay. I was styling my mother, but... um. Man, thank God for her. She she's so strong. She she taught me a lot of stuff. She's strong and she's smart. So with her giving me, you know, all of that love and all that knowledge through the years, mm-hmm. that's that's giving me so much like tough skin out here. A lot of people can't break me because I got so much love within myself. Because you really gotta love yourself in the world and not really conform to what the world is trying to give to you. Now, there's something else that you, you mentioned haters and you also mentioned men. And I, I follow you on Instagram and I've noticed that you said before that guys are a little more critical of you than <laughs> like they probably should be. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen you say once before that like a male was telling you that you shouldn't be wearing this much makeup. Right. And I like that. I liked your clapback because you said like this is this is my business. Like this is my brand. Like right. I don't put on makeup every day just because I want to look cute. Like this is what I have to do. Right in order to, one, attract clientele, and, and two, to show what I can do. Mm-hmm. Aside from those kind of comments, what other, like, hate do you deal with when it comes from the opposite sex? Uh, That's a tough one. I know that they really always talk about my makeup. Like, that's really the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some people that got blocked, actually, told me, you know, maybe you should be a little bit more sexy and all this other stuff. Wait, um, guys are me. telling you you should be sexier? Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'll be sexy when I feel like it, number one. You will not tell me when I will be sexy or, you know, whatever. But on my page, it is my personal page that you're viewing because I do have another page for my business. Mm-hmm. So I can post whatever I want on there. Um, I choose not to post any 
sexually explicit photos and videos and stuff like that. I don't want to do that. That's not what the aesthetic of my page is about. Mm-hmm. So people that tell me, oh, you need to be more sexy or you need to wear this and that, they get blocked because that's the negative energy flowing my way. Um, I'm just not even in that point. Well, actually, I just did a video shoot yesterday. It's not, it's tasteful, mm-hmm. but it's sexy. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah. You're a grown woman. Right. Like, you know, you know what's comfortable for you. You know what's not comfortable for you. I, For me, like, again, the purpose of this show, I really just want people who are either trying to find their way mm-hmm. into, like, industries or, like, not sure what they want to do. I want them to hear these things that people like you who are in the industry currently, what you're going through, right. and just to see, like, how they can find their breakthroughs through it. Mm-hmm. Do you do you find it hard to date? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> the reason I ask is because, like, you're in the industry that's, one, like, like, the modeling world. When I was in college, I modeled for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one semester actually. It was a lot of it's a lot of work. Like modeling is not that's not an easy not thing easy. to do. It's but really it's not. crazy because you guys were one of the, like a big part of the reason why I wanted to do it. Because in high school, it, like I would see it like, and I'm like, this is kind of cool. I feel like I could do it. But in high school, like that wasn't really like my thing. But in college, I'm just like, I've always wanted to do this, and I did it, and I tried it. It was cool, but like. When you go backstage, there is no, there's nothing left to the imagination. Like everybody's naked back right, there, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. And like, as far as like, I'm, like for me, like if I if my girlfriend's doing this, I'm just like, I don't know. There's too many guys around. <laughs> like, like the insecurity I feel like would really come out with males with you in this industry. Mm. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and that's I mean I'm single right now because I just can't. I can't balance that and try to have a successful future too. It's okay. listen. I've put a lot of time into other people and I feel like it's my time now and I need to really, really focus on me. Mm-hmm. Like I really do. I don't have time for where you at, why you ain't answer, this, that, <laughs> and th- Listen, sir, I'm busy. I was working a shoot that requires me to use my hands. I don't have time to be on the phone with you talking about what you doing. <laughs> I got to do stuff. I got to get this money. Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Another thing that I wanted to get into is is the money of it. Mm-hmm. How, like as a woman, and you know your worth, you know what you've you've put into this. How do you talk to people about how much you want to be paid for something? Because you know, like some jobs, it's like okay, this is what the this is what you're going to get every two weeks. So for someone with your business, it's not necessarily like that. Like you choose your own rates, correct? Yes. And how do you stand strong and stand firm on that? Um. I basically have to, <laughs> I have to say this a lot because it's a lot of people in this city, in other cities, mm-hmm. that um they will cheap themselves. They cheap themselves and they do makeup for $25 mm-hmm. or they doing hair for $15 or something like that. I have to explain to clients, um, potential clients, that I use quality products. Yeah. I use brands that charge me up for the product. So I have to literally let them know that you're paying for quality. You're paying to be educated because I'm going to educate you along the way of me doing your hair, doing your makeup. I'm going to let you know what I'm using on you. I'm going to really give you a full-on tutorial. So with that being said, once I do all of that and let them know what they're paying for, Mm -hmm. they don't have a problem with paying what I ask. But other people, oh, I could go get Shanique with a dude yes. for $10. <laughs> you do that, boo. Yeah. You do that. And then the family with the discounts? They don't do that anymore. Yeah. I had to, you know, regulate a little bit. 
because it's it's a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I'm using a $72 foundation on your face, you're going to pay me for replenishment. I'm just saying it's it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's expensive. Uh, another thing on the show I like to always do is ask my guests, like, what's next for them? Like, what do you see? What's on the horizon for you? What's coming up for you? Oh, man. Business adventures. I'm trying to do so much stuff. I need to get into this fashion industry, but mostly I'm going to focus on what I'm starting with is the makeup. Okay. Start with this makeup, and then I'm going to move on to hair, and then I need some fashion life. I've seen before that you were, you make hair, like you make like, yes. I don't want to say wigs. wigs. Is it, okay, yes. wigs. <laughs> Units. Units. <laughs> now, is that like a hard thing to do? Like, can anybody do it? Or like, and how did you get into that? Um... I usually end up doing these little DIY, DIY, what's it called? DIY. DIY, yeah. DIY projects on myself. So I've just been making wigs on myself. And then people are like, oh, you do you do that? I'm like, well, I can do it for you. I just measure their heads and <laughs> get so to you're work. like a scientist at this point. Like you're measuring heads and putting <laughs> hair together. <laughs> Something like that. Like I really, I will, I will do it. Okay. I will do it all to make somebody happy. The biggest thing to me is, like, you really have to not be in this industry for the money. You have to be in it because you like it. Mm-hmm. You love to do it. I love to create. Guys, the, uh, we, Mia just dropped so many industry friend tips. I really hope you guys have your pen and paper out and are taking notes. Mia, you're legit a jack of all trades because, like, what I love about it, and this is one of the reasons why I was like, I need to get her on there because I know just by looking at you on the outside from social media that you're doing so much more than just painting somebody's face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like you just said, like I'm measuring someone's head to make sure I get the, the, the hair right. You know what looks good on you. Mm-hmm. You know what looks good on other people, and you make sure you do that for other people. And I, and I know so many people who talk about how good you are with mm-hmm. what you do. A lot of people that we go to, went to high school with, mm-hmm. they talk about how good you are at what you do, and I think that says a lot. Because really, people from high school are haters, you know? (laughs) They might be the the worst (laughs) ones, but if they're giving you props and giving you praise, like, I feel like that means a lot. That says a lot about you. Now, to close every show, I always do something called um, puzzle pieces. And I feel like we all in life have, there's like a blank canvas, and we all are putting together different puzzle pieces to, to, to make like an overall like finished product. So if you had a piece of a puzzle and you could write any advice to somebody younger than you or your motto, your your mantra, or whatever it is that to put on that life's puzzle piece, what would you say? Would it be more than uh, just one? Yeah, yeah, you got, yeah. Um, be strong, clear your mind, um, block out negativity, work hard, and please save your money. Mm. Save your money. As fast as you can make it, throw that stuff in a savings account. Or have your own little stash. Save your money. And make sure that you know the ins and outs of whatever business that you decide to choose. Wow. I like that. I feel like that applies to, like, legit every business, too, mm-hmm. like, to save your money. Because you never know, like, when something's over for you right. or when you have to pivot or switch something else or whatever. So, like, the saving your money aspect of it is, like, <laughs> it's real. seriously. And as black people, we really need to learn that because, you know, we are the biggest consumers. We mm-hmm. will spend money on Jordans and all of the hottest fashions and be broke. Yeah. You have to save your money. Never forget to pay yourself. On my Snap stories, I try to give inspirational financial mm-hmm. advice, too. 
on my snap stories on Instagram. And I actually had a few people hit me up like, oh, my God, you made me spend $300 on a bill just now. I said, guess what? You paid it early, right? She said, yeah. I said, credit score going to go up. And that's true. She said, yes. I said, exactly. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Get your credit right. Save your money. Be strong. Be tough. Be knowledgeable. Be professional. Because being professional will take you places. Yeah. It will. Now, Mia, where can people find you? Like, what are your social media channels? Um, rock the mug underscore rock the mug on Instagram. What is it? Um, R O C D A M U G. Um, you know, I just realized what that meant the other day. Like, you did a story that one yeah, that I was talking about, <laughs> the story. And, and, and you were and you were like, uh, "This is my business, rock the mug." And I'm like, uh, "Duh!" Like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of people with the spelling because you know, like hip hop based. Yeah. That's amazing. I like. I liked it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mia Moore, thank you once again for coming in today. This really meant a lot. Like, I'm so happy that we got you in here, and I'm so happy you dropped all these gems. Too. Ah, thank you, Dex. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Industry Friends. I am the host, Dexter Stuckey. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and rate the show, subscribe to the show, review the show, repost the show. Please tell your friends about it. I really appreciate it. Industry Friends, your audio foot in the door. Industry Friends.